Evening prayer starts on page 21. Lord, I have loved the habitation of thy house and the place where thine honor dwelleth. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant, we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins, and serve thee with a quiet mind through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 132 and Psalm 134 begin on page 508. Lord, remember David and all his trouble. How he swear unto the Lord, and vowed a vow unto the mighty God of Jacob. I will not come within the tabernacle of mine house, nor climb up into my bed. I will not suffer mine eyes to sleep, nor mine eyelids to slumber, neither the temples of my head to take any rest. Till I found, find out a place for the temple of the Lord, and habitation for the mighty God of Jacob. Lo, we heard of the same at Aphratha, and found it in the wood. We will go into his tabernacle, and fall low on our knees before his footstool. Arise, O Lord, unto thy resting place, thou and the ark of thy strength. Let thy priests be clothed with righteousness, and let thy saints sing with joyfulness. For thy servant David's sake, turn not away thy face from thy anointing. The Lord hath made a faithful oath unto David, and he shall not shrink from it. Of the fruit of thy body shall I set upon thy throne. If thy children will keep my covenant and my testimonies that I shall teach them, their children shall also shall sit upon thy throne forevermore. For the Lord hath chosen Zion to be an habitation for himself. He hath longed for her. This shall be my rest forever. Here will I dwell, for I have a delight therein. I will bless her victuals with increase, and will satisfy her poor with bread. I will deck her priests with help, and her saints shall rejoice and sing. There shall I make the horn of David to flourish, 
I have ordained a lantern for mine own anointed. As for his enemies, I shall clothe them with shame, but upon himself shall his crown flourish. Psalm 134 Behold now, praise the Lord, all ye servants of the Lord. Ye that by night stand in the house of the Lord, even in the courts of the house of our God. Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and praise the Lord. The Lord that made heaven and earth, give thee blessing out of Sion. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the fifth verse of the second chapter of Esther. In Shushan, the citadel there, was a certain Jew whose name was Mordecai, the son of Jair, the son of Shemiel, the son of Kish of Benjamite. Kish had been carried away from Jerusalem from the captives who had been captured with uh, Zekonai, king of Judah, whom Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, had carried away. And Mordecai had brought up Hadashi, that is, Esther, his uncle's daughter, for she had neither father nor mother. The young woman was lovely and beautiful. When her father and mother died, Mordecai took her as his own daughter. So it was when the king commanded and the decree was heard, and many of the young women were gathered at Shushai, the citadel, under the custody of Haggai, that Esther had been taken into the king's palace to, unto the care of Haggai, the custodian of the women. The king loved Esther more than the other women, and she obtained grace and favor in his sight more than all the virgins he had set the royal crown upon her head and had made her queen instead of Vashti. When the king made a great feast, the feast of Esther, for all his officials and servants, and he proclaimed a holiday in the providence and gave gifts according to the generosity of a king. When virgins had gathered together a second time, Mordecai sat within the king's gate. Now Esther had not revealed her family and her people, just as Mordecai had charged her. For Esther obeyed the commandment of Mordecai as she was brought up by him. In those days, while Mordecai sat within the king's gates, Two of the king's eunuchs, Abigathan and Tereshi, doorkeepers, came, became furious and sought to lay hands on King Ashaturus. So the matter became known to Mordecai, who told the queen Esther, and, and Esther informed the king in Mordecai's name. And when an inquiry was made into the matter, it was confirmed, and both were hung on the gallows, and it was written in the book of the Chronicles in the presence of the king. Here endeth the first lesson. And their Magnificat, page 26. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name, and his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He has showed strength with his arm, he has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts, he hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. 
He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 27th verse of the 27th chapter of the Acts of the Apostles. Now when the fourteenth night had come, as we were driven up and down by the Arcadia Sea, about midnight the sailors sensed that they had, were drawing near some land, and they took soundings and found it to be about twenty fathoms, and when they had gone a little farther, they took soundings again and found it to be fifteen fathoms. When fearing least we should run aground on the rocks, they dropped four anchors from the stern and prayed for day to come. And as the sailors were seeking to escape from the ship, when they had let down their shifts into the sea, under the pretense of putting out anchors from the prow, Paul said to the centurion and the soldiers, Unless these men stay in the ship, you cannot be saved. Then the soldiers cut away the ropes of the kift and let it fall off. And as the day was about to dawn, Paul implored them all to take food, saying, Today is the fourteenth day you have waited and continued without food and ate, eaten nothing. Therefore I urge you to take nourishment, for this is for your survival, since it not a hair will fall from your head of any of you. And when he had said these things, he took bread and gave thanks to God in the presence of them all. And when he had broken it, he began to eat. When they were all encouraged and all took food themselves. And all that we were 276 persons on the ship. So when they had eaten enough, they lightened the ship and threw out the wheat into the sea. When it was day, day they did not recognize the land but they observed a bay with a beach unto which they planned to run the ship if possible. And they let go the anchors and let them into the sea, meanwhile loosing the rudder ropes, and they hoisted the mainstay to the wind and made for shore. But striking a place where two seas met, they ran the ship aground, and the plow struck fast and remained immovable. But the stern was was being broken up by the violence of the waves. When the soldiers planned to kill the prisoners, lest any of them should swim away and escape. But the centurion, wanting to save Paul, kept them from their purpose, and commanded that those who could swim should jump overboard first and get to land, and the rest, some on boards and some on parts of the ship. And so it was that they had all escaped safely to the land. Here endeth the second lesson. Duke de Venice on page 28. Lord, now let us thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. 
he ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, whose never-failing providence ordereth all things both in heaven and earth, we humbly beseech thee to put away from us all hurtful things, and to give us those things which are profitable for us, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening. If I get my notes here. I think um, today's passages are, obviously, they tell a couple of stories. And um, I'm always reminded when I think of a story, one of my favorites of all time is, comes from uh, the, the, actually the four books, The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. And there's a part in The Lord of the Rings where Sam and Frodo are facing possible death and maybe failure, maybe, you know, that success doesn't look as um, probable as maybe at one time they thought it might. It looked like a hard journey anyway. And Sam tells a thing about stories, and I just wanted to read you the paragraph of Sam, Sam the gardener speaking to Frodo and telling him, and he says, I know it's all wrong. By rights, we shouldn't even be here, but we are. It's like the great stories, Mr. Frodo, the ones that really mattered, full of darkness and danger they were, and sometimes you didn't want to know the end, because how could the end be happy? How could the world go back to the way it was when so much bad had happened? But in the end, it's only a passing thing, this shadow. Even darkness must pass. A new day will come. And when the sun shines, it will shine out the clearer. Those were the stories that stayed with you, that meant something, even if you were too small to understand why. But I think, Mr. Frodo, I do understand. I know now. The folk in these stories had lots of chances of turning back, only they didn't. They kept going because they were holding on to something. And the idea that they kept going and were holding on to something, to me, clearly defines what's happening in our stories tonight. In the book of Esther, um, Esther's a story of deliverance from an attempted annihilation of her people. And this process of deliverance that God was giving them, it wasn't comfortable for everyone involved. Uh, it's important for us to remember that Esther risked her life more than once. Uh, Mordecai faced hanging and uh, persecution and death and um they, they did it all because they knew they were hanging on to uh, something really important, which was the deliverance and, and um, 
survival of their people. So Mordecai was a um, descendant of Saul um, from the family of Kish, it says in, in verse 5. And of course, Saul came from Kish. And so he's a defendant of Saul. And um, his great-grandfather actually experienced the Babylonian deportation. And so the Jews were moved to other parts of the New Kingdom, but uh, Kish represents, represents a Benjamite family um, that came from Saul. So there's kind of a historical thing that's playing out here, a drama, because Mordecai was a descendant of Saul, and Haman, who we'll read about later, was an Agagite uh, because of his lineage from Ag Agag. Um, and then if you remember, Saul wiped out the Agagites and, and was supposed to have killed Agag, but he didn't, and Samuel ended up, ended up having to perform that task. But through Saul's disobedience, some of them just escaped, and Haman is one of the descendants of, of Agag, and he carried a really deep hostility toward the Jews. So you can see how this might play out a little better, or how it's going to play out in a little bit. And if this is your first time through Esther, hang on, it, it's a great story. And if, and if this is not your first time through Esther, hang on, it's still a great story. So we're, we're talking about Mordecai sits at the king's gate, which indicates he's probably had a, some kind of position of prominence. And um, there, there were two men that wanted to kill the king. They had a plot, and probably because if we remember from the first chapter, um, which I don't think we read, was um, Vashti the queen was displaced because of her um, insolence towards the king. And so that opened the door for Esther to become queen, which she did. And Mordecai thwarts this assassination plot against the king. And um, you think, oh boy, Mordecai is going to be a hero, but kind of just forgets about, you know, it's just forgotten about until later. And these two, two gentlemen were, um, I'm calling them gentlemen, these two men were hanged on the gallows. And they say gallows, and when we think of gallows, I think we think of the Wild West and a hanging, um, you know, with the boards popping out. But the Persian execution was involved being impaled. And it's really likely they were inventors of the book uh, Crucifixion, which I think we read about, we'll read about in Chronicles. And so five years later, the king will be reading a history, and he'll remember uh, that um, Mordecai saved his life. So then we see St. Paul's story. And in St. Paul's story, St. Paul has a, um, he's part of a story too, and this, his story is to bring the gospel to Rome. And it's an incredibly important thing because it's, it, uh, critical in the growth of the church and our faith. Um, but there's danger all around, shipwreck, uh, drowning, de uh, drowning, death from the Romans. But we have to remember that God, again, is in control, just like he was in control during Esther, during the story of Esther. So um, we're, all, we're all involved in stories, and part of our stories aren't fun. Um, sometimes our stories call for us to stand firm in the face of ridicule, uh, worse is persecution, and in some parts of the world, and maybe for us someday, even death. But during that time, we remember in the middle of our story, some things are worth our sacrifice and devotion. And the important part of these stories is we remember that God is in charge. And as a result, our stories end, may end in this kingdom on earth, or they may end in the coming kingdom. But in either case, as we remember that God's in charge, we can say like Paul wrote in the very last verse of our passage, and so it was that they all escaped safely to land. I'd like to continue with the intercession on page 590. And accept, O Lord, our intercession for all mankind, 
Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, especially those for whom we make our prayers at this time. And do thou, the God of pity, administer them according to their several necessities, for his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you for joining me tonight. Thank you, Barbara. And uh, may your stories this evening be uh, stories of peace and, and joy. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank 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 you. Th